Hi, everyone. I, I want to thank you for joining the MACTA Open Forum on the COVID-19 coronavirus planning. You know, it's my intent to provide this forum as a place to exchange ideas and best practices. And you know, being in Minnesota, we're fortunate to have a, this robust network of, you know, the, the public educational and government professionals you know, as well as lots of communications and public information and policy officers. And so we're attempting to leverage all of our experience and resources for the greater good here. Since our last call on Monday, you've probably all experienced implementing your initial plans to continue your core services, such as city, city meetings. And I wanted to continue this forum um, with our community here so we can update each other on things like how your meetings went, what technology tools did you employ, um, what worked and what didn't, and any other challenges you may have faced. Um, we'll get started soon. I, I just want to say I really appreci appreciate you taking the time to be here today. You know, now is the time that's, you know, really fast paced, you know, and it's requires the best from us. And it's can be really taxing on, on your time and energy. So thank you for being here. Um, we're, we're, we just started a resource center on the MACTA website too that um, I can share with you after the call. Um, we're hoping to collect um, some information there and tools and that will also hopefully be helpful. So, with that, um, I'd like to get started by offering the floor to anyone who may have a question or experience they want to share from this week. Well, Mark, this is Jody Miller. I see someone from Golden Valley on the call, and uh, most of my government staff are on another call right now, which is a webinar being offered by WebEx for the by Logis, for Logis members who use WebEx, so many people are using, um, I guess are going to be trying to use uh, WebEx as their remote platform and then go ahead and interface that so their government channel, access channel on cable television can see that. So um, if Jay Golden from Golden Valley is able to give us an overview of what they did, that would be awesome. And plus, how did you get the name Jay Golden and get a job at Golden Valley? <laughs> Actually, I work at uh, Burnsville Community TV. Oh, you live in Golden Valley? I live in Golden Valley, yep, I'm at home. <laughs> ah, well, that's a good place for you to live. Yeah, right. Hey, Jody, Jody, this is uh, Mike Johnson. Um, we, we actually worked with that with our staff for the city of Golden Valley. So that's one of our cities. And you're right, um, the Logis group is meeting as we speak on a webinar on doing WebEx meetings. And, that, and Golden Valley, in fact, it was in the paper today about Golden Valley, I think St. Paul, Minneapolis, in terms of what they're doing. Um, so now quite a few of our other cities are looking at doing uh, WebEx meetings as well. Um, I think WebEx is part of a Cisco, uh, Cisco somehow uh, connected with WebEx. And I, I think the meeting, I, I haven't had a chance to see it, but I talked to Tim who handles all of our meeting coverage with our nine cities. 
you know, there were a little some bugs to work out. A lot of it deals with audio, like how many people are talking at the same time and, and that type of thing. But um, I think that's one of the reasons we're, there are that LOGIS, which stands for Local Government Information Systems, is having this webinar to, to kind of uh, show the technology and exactly what it does. So there will be a little bit of a learning curve in terms of public officials using it. But um, like anything, um, you know, even if they're uh, live in a council chambers, there's there's issues too. Of uh, audio always seems to be an ongoing issue. But generally, I think it went okay for the very first uh, one that uh, that took place uh, earlier in the week. At least for us, we did some meetings uh, traditionally where there was really nobody in the in the council chambers, and we just uh, I mean, uh, the there may have been council members, but they were very short meetings, and we did those uh, the traditional way. But I think more and more of our cities will gravitate to, to that uh, platform. Thanks, Mike. And I can just add, um, we have, we're getting ready to do a couple meetings on Monday where two, of, two different cities want to try using the WebEx platform. And we have, I mean, now I'm getting very quickly to the end of my line on my technical vocabulary, but we had advice, one item um, in hand called a UTAP that was an interface item that allow, would allow us to um, connect the WebEx online conference call platform with our cable television um, you know, presentation. And I do know that we were going to order three more of those devices so that we could have one per city for our four cities, and they are not available right now. They're out of stock, shockingly. So there's another type, a different brand name and a different device that we have ordered. And we are encouraging our four cities to use, to um, be consistent. And they, some of them were looking at other, something other than WebEx, like Zoom. And we're very um, thankful that we got all their IT guys together on the phone at the same time, and they agreed to coordinate with us so that we can conquer the learning curve a little bit more easily. Is that um, the UTAP? Do you, do you know um, approximately where that? gets deployed in, in the system? Okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> well, we have a laptop in the council chambers that has the WebEx meeting on it. And that is where that was, that was going to be used. I think it has to do with the audio. And someone else on the call can take it from there. But I think that what has to do with this problem of um, getting the audio to interface with the cable television feed and not having all kinds of reverb and um, looping going on. Hey, Jody, can I ask, is that is that the plans for years to have all of the, this is Tom Ringdahl. Um, can I ask, are, are there the plans to have all of your members off-site or some local and some distance? Each of our four cities are are a little different from each other, but they're all going to be similar to if you go watch, go watch that Golden Valley replay, 
where there's at least a couple of people in the council chambers. So they're not going to be all 100% remote. And I think uh, that that's something that, that, that was discussed on our uh, uh, the, the meeting we had earlier this week, too. And it's what we're seeing true as we're trying some things out is that uh, it, it really is uh, that where, where I think most people will run into the most problems is having the, a hybrid where um, you've got some people local and some people away. And if you can go for all or nothing, encourage people to do that. That's uh, that simplifies things quite a bit in terms of the audio and probably video as well. Tom, this is Dave Kaiser from CCX. I've been talking with Tim Gaffron, and it sounds like that's his hope when working with these different groups is that they have people not in the council chambers, but there is a piece of equipment in the council chambers that is working through that feed and the sound is still going through that system, it sounds like to me. But his hope is that if someone does need to be at the city hall, that if they can be outside of the council chambers, that would help with the situation. And I also understand that with Golden Valley situation for the public to have any input into the meeting, apparently they did have a phone line going in addition to the WebEx where people could call in with questions or comments about items within the particular meeting. And that people could also just watch through the WebEx as well in the public but couldn't call in. And then it was sent out through Granicus, obviously, as well. Uh, Dave, uh, Tom Ringdahl, uh, just to uh, clarify, with the people who are um, the, the public, they just all dial into that common number and then they would just be part of the WebEx, WebEx experience then? That's my understanding, yes, as far as viewing it, they would, could not comment there, but apparently there was a separate phone line that they had talked about setting up where people could comment and someone was taking those comments through another phone line. And again, just to clarify, is the phone line part of WebEx or just somebody who is manning that and kind of taking comments and forwarding them on to your council? My understanding, it was separate from the WebEx. Okay, that, that's helpful, thank you. And also one minor detail, um, the WebEx phone number that all the citizens were using is not a local Twin Cities area code number. It, it looks like a long distance number, like it was a 415 area code or something. And one of our people asked whether um, that could be revised, uh, you know, like use one of your local city numbers and have it roll into the WebEx number or something. And uh, the woman at Logis, Patty, did not think that was feasible. She, she felt like the citizens were just going to have to get used to the fact that it was a <laughs> out-of-state looking phone number. We were kind of puzzled by that because we thought for some of our residents it would be really nice if they could um, be dialing a local phone number. Right. Well, there are still people who have landlines that have to pay for long distance, and that's probably part of the equation as well. So is this um, Logis webinar, um, is there a potential that this could be um, gathered from, from them if I reached out to them? 
and maybe um, share to the group? Well, I like think they, they seem like they were kind of hesitant to break their rules. Um, I'm sure they'll be very generous with it for, for Logis customers, Logis participating mm -hmm. cities, which I think a lot of our cities are. But I think they're kind of hesitant to share it outside of the Logis partners who are paying for Logis services. Gotcha. That makes sense. Um, I can I can maybe work with um, with them or or contact Mike. Are you Mike Johnson? Are you a customer of theirs? We are. I can I can call uh, Patty or uh, Kevin, who's one of the top guys there, and and ask him if we can share the webinar. And you know, based on we're kind of in, you know, this is uh, we're. We're not in normal uh, operating for all of us, and I think they might, maybe they'll, I, I can't speak for them, but I would think that maybe they'll at least think about it. So yeah. and I could get back to you in, in a very short period of time with that, uh, either by the end of the day or by tomorrow morning. Awesome. Yeah. Doesn't hurt to at least ask. I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, that's WebEx. Um, any questions on on? Webex, any other questions? Uh, can you hear me, Mark? Yes. Hi, uh, Wade Werner out here in Sibley County, Arlington, Gaylord, Gibbon, Winthrop, Cable Commission. And I uh, just want to say the information has all been uh, really helpful. And uh, we were actually going through a transition phase prior to all of this stuff kicking in. And uh, it's just insightful. So I want to know, I appreciate the emails and everything that goes on with the MACTA information that goes out. and. I don't get to make contact with a lot of you folks up there in the metro area too often. And some of the names are familiar that I see on here. And hello, it's been a while, but um, just want to say thanks for the information. And we really appreciate you keeping us in the loop on all this. Hi, Wade. Hello there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank, thanks, Wade. Yeah, I'm really, really glad you're able to join us here. And we'll keep that communication going. All right. Have a nice day, everybody, and take care. Um, I know that at, I can speak for, you know, South Washington County Telecommunications Commission that we were, um, we have five member cities. Well, our first virtual meeting took place last night and the platform that was chosen was Zoom. And that went really well. Thanks to our, our technical manager, Lonnie Garland. Lonnie, are you on the call right now? Yeah, I'm here, Mark. You want to share any insights with your experience with Zoom? Uh, the thing with Zoom was it's pretty easy to use, user friendly, simple to do. And what they what happened was we had the city's IT department. Um, they were the managers, I guess you'd say, of it. So when somebody would raise their hand, they could either opt them in or not let them in. Um, and let them ask a question, either texting, emailing a question or texting a question like a chat or uh, through vocal. Um, so we had it set up as the chamber PC was the host and that allowed us to take all the audio through there. It worked pretty good. I mean, you know, it still sounds like you're talking on a computer, but hey, you know, it's better than nothing. So, I mean, overall, I could call it a success. Um, the trick is getting the public. I mean, if you still want the public involved, 
is getting them the information in plenty of time so they know where to go. That seems to be the big issue is like the, they seem to be, I mean, people, people participated, but it, it, it seemed like maybe they didn't, they didn't get the information fast enough or know where to go to get the information. And that's just something the cities and we have to do better in communicating that information. But I, I would consider it a success and, and Zoom is easy to use. And that's why they, they went with that. Now, next week I have one with a different city that's maybe using a different system. And so that could be another learning curve. And I think that's what we're all going through. It's like, I don't think there's just one system that works for everybody, which is too bad. Um, Lonnie, Tom Ringdahl here. Just uh, a follow-up question on that. Did uh, You were mentioning the hand-raising part. Was that for the public who was uh, who was dialing in then? And then they they needed to be recognized by the chair before they could they could speak? So that the chair had action to allow that another mic. Yeah, what would happen is they'd raise their hand, and then the a person off out of the scenes, basically in the background, was watching that, and he would um, then um, show it would appear on the um, uh, mayor's computer that he was allowing him in, and then the mayor would say so and so, you know, and then they they just say state your name. And if, they, and if the audio was on, they would just say, just like they were there, you know, I'm so-and-so from Cottage Grove, and this is my question. Um, what add-on did you use? Is that like the webinar one, or what version were you using to do all this? It was just Zoom. I, I think, not. I'm, I'm still learning, you guys, so please bear with me. I'm, I don't want to give you misinformation either, but my understanding is Zoom is, you can... You can use it up to 40 minutes for free or 15 bucks a month. I can't remember. I have to go back and look. I'm fortunate enough that the city had already had already made that investment or already or had already set that up. Um, they are, they use it on other things, and so you know it was it was working when I got there. So that's all I can tell you because that's all I really know. You're, you're exactly right. It is free for the first 40 minutes is Mike Johnson. Uh, we actually, and Dave Kaiser's on the line too, and he can kind of share this information because we, we actually did a $15 a month uh, subscription, not so much for the cities at this point. We're going to be using Zoom for uh, various things that Dave will be doing in interviews with cities officials and things when if, if there are times they can't come into our building or if Dave isn't in the studio, he can still do a Zoom interview, you know, from his home if he wants to. And right. so the $15 basically gets you uh, more features. You know, we even tested recording uh, a Zoom session and then also being able to get it on YouTube. Uh, Dave Kaiser successfully did that the other day, so accolades out to Dave on that and making that work. And, and so we feel that could be uh, an option, too, uh, for both our news gathering type situations or public affairs to get in touch with mayors and other leaders or fire chiefs and, and do some things remotely that way. There's so many things to do things remotely, whether it's Skype and, you know, Live View now has a, a mobile app that you can use. But in terms of meeting coverage, yes, you absolutely, you don't want to just go with the free one because if you, if your meeting goes over 40 minutes, you'll be cut off. This is Karen George. Uh, we just did our commission meeting Zoom this morning. Everything went great. Um, so just want to echo that. And then we are also 
providing an alternate means of interviewing our city officials elected and appointed uh, either you know telephone or zoom uh, they can still come into our studio if they can if, as long as we can provide social distancing and cleansing procedures which we've written down um, question uh, did you guys for Lonnie and for um, the others who have mentioned your and Karen, were those meetings on your cable channels too? That is correct. They were live on a channel and streaming on the web. Yeah, but but again, that that took place at the city's chamber, so we have our equipment there anyway. So that's easy to do. Did you have anybody? Were you trying to do a combination of some people on Zoom and some people in the chambers? Did you yeah. have everybody 100% Zoom? No, it was this was a hybrid. It was four council members were at and staff were at the chamber and two council members and a presenter was off-site. Thank you. This is Pat Cook. Um, Lonnie, how, what, or even offline, what technology did you use to get the local people back into the Zoom meeting? Uh, I, I used a um, a little web camera and a microphone into a into the DS computer, so they could see the they could see what was going on and hear it in real time, um, and it worked it worked fine. Okay, so you weren't trying to shunt the entire production system into a capture device; you just used a webcam. Right. Right. Yep. I try to keep it as simple as possible and make it work. That's my that was my goal. You know, if you had a laptop, technically the way our system is, you could actually have the camera on the laptop facing the the the, the members and just use that camera. It's I mean it's going to be wide, but you know, or if you got a or if you got a, a a webcam, anything that you could just so they can see and react. I guess is kind of how now. The thing, the thing that we didn't do is we didn't have video of the people from the remote sites. It was only audio. Yeah. But you can you can do that in Zoom. You can add them and they'll show up on the screen. It's just they're in a small box and but they just didn't want to be on camera. That was something they requested. So, which was fine with me. Made it easier. That sounds very similar to what our plans are for the meeting that'll be done um, next, next week in one of our cities. They're planning to use a webcam, um, some kind of a little audio array, or sort of microphone array, and this um, tap action. And I do think they're going to try to use, try to have some of the callers calling into the WebEx platform using. Uh, their little cameras on their on their laptops, so you'll you'll see you know some of them showing up as a little video player, and others just showing up as an audio call. Now this is Lonnie again from Cottage Grove. On Monday, uh, the Cottage Grove Planning Commission is meeting, and that will be all remote. There will not be anybody at the chambers, so that one could be a little bit more interesting. But I think it should work similar. 
as long as I use the computer in the chambers as the host, it should work fine. I know uh, Pat Cook joined us here. Hi, Pat. Um, have you have you utilized the the UTAP that um, Jody was referring to, and and what were your experiences this week so far? Um, my experiences have been it's complicated, <laughs> um, and possibly overly complicated because I like in a sense Lonnie's solution keep it simple, stupid, um, which is the acronym KISS, not not anything about Lonnie. Sorry, um, but that. Uh, um, what I've been working on today is we've been at Roseville trying to integrate the two systems, which is, you know, complicated. Um, so we've got a few days before their next meeting on Monday. So we'll have a solution by then. Um, but uh, um, yeah, that's what we're, we're looking at. Um, and I apologize for being late, but I did have a question. I, I heard some people use WebEx. Some people have using Zoom. Does anybody have any sense as to which one, works they prefer uh this is tom ringdahl and at, at, after people finish with their uh those days I've, I've got a third alternative that bloomington is looking at using anything else on the webex or zoom yeah, i think uh, the reason we're doing webex is because it seems to be um the one that logis is supporting and providing to their uh, Logis member cities. So um, that was that may be the case in some other communities too. Okay, and that was sort of my question. So real quick, uh, Dave, Dave Kaiser, if you're still on the call, um, could you talk a little bit about your Zoom um, uh, and it's and how well it interfaces with YouTube? Yeah, certainly works very well. Um, I'll just respond to Pat's thought there. With the city of Golden Valley, they were the ones that initially started talking about WebEx themselves and tied it in through Logis. And then we jumped into the picture as well. So they seem to be a little ways down the road already with, uh, already with WebEx for the meeting. And so we said, let's join the fun and we can certainly make that happen. So. WebEx is the only thing that we have worked with so far on the meetings, and that seems to be consistent with what some of the other cities are talking about. But the Zoom we were working with more internally related to our staff being able to talk if there came a time that our staff had to be at all different places that we could use it. But again, we have tested it out to work with the cities, and it is very easy, as Mike mentioned, to be able to click the record option, as you start the meeting and then once you end the meeting it asks you a couple questions that you can download that uh, file and you can choose to download it right to your computer if you want to it's an mpeg4 file and then you're able to just go ahead and go into youtube and be able to select that file from your desktop or wherever you put it to be able to put up there and then if it needs to be trimmed that can be trimmed through the YouTube process at the end. The other thing that we've looked at with the Zoom is that you do have the capability to share your screen. And so if there are graphics, presentations that need to be shared as part of a meeting, you could do that through Zoom. And also 
you can by sharing your screen, share a video with audio on it as well. We have tested that out and it works very well. So it does have some nice capabilities to do things not only for a meeting, but in our case, if we were gonna do it for something with a mayor, we could roll some video in if we chose to. Very cool. Um, this is Eric Strauss from the city of Coon Rapids. Uh, we're also a big Logis city from their inception and our IT manager is a big fan of Logis. Uh, that said, we uh, we use GoToMeeting, is big with our city. Um, everything Dave said about um, the WebEx program, GoToMeeting does as well. Um, and we, we've, we've done uh, three or four meetings where one council member has been missing and have had no issues. Um, now on Tuesday was our last regular council meeting. Uh, they declared the emergency, so now our future meetings will probably be go-to meetings that we'll uh, do live on the channels and YouTube and everywhere else, uh, like a normal meeting. So, anyone else using go-to meeting? Yeah, I think I, that's the product that Natoa uses for their webinars. Isn't that right, Eric? I think that's right. Um, and and the city has a a membership, so they get so many meetings and you know more time, and so that's kind of why we use it. And they're going to use it just for regular city staff meetings too. Um, when we you know uh, so people can obviously remote in from home. Um, for the non-televised ones too. The platform that we're on right now is uh, uberconference.com and we, this is very similar to what you all are talking about too. This is what Macta and Natoa use and I signed up for an account and, and um, with the free account I was able to have our board meeting on Monday night but it sounds very similar to the $15 month you can more features i haven't but to see if the, yeah, the uh, youtube integration is there this this platform here is i think if you pay annually it's like 120 dollars a year and you get up to 100 participants and up to five hours of recording um at one at one take um but i haven't tried integrating into youtube or anything i know that Tom Ringdahl had another option that you want to introduce that option, Tom? Thank you, Mark. Yeah, this is Tom Ringdahl from Bloomington uh, with Bloomington Schools. Um, so unlike, uh, I know most of you are working with cities, um, but uh, schools are very, very integrated into uh, the, the Google world and uh, the, the, their go-to thing for everything is Google Meet. And they want to use that for board meetings as well. So I uh, did some testing the other day to try integrating that. And actually, it was, was pretty slick and easy and fast. Um, so in terms of integration, we just took the, uh, the presentation computer, as, as somebody else has mentioned they're doing, um, that, that has the audio and the video already integrated into our cable system and into our streams. Um, and uh, that does automatic switching for, uh, so whoever's speaking, it takes to their camera automatically. Um, and uh, 
and if somebody wants to do a pre presentation from their uh, from their computer, that just plant, it takes over the video so that when it, it, as long as they are presenting that that video stays up so it doesn't keep cutting away to uh, to other participants. Um, so far, the, the 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 biggest downside I've seen is I have not yet found any kind of a hand raising um, thing or a good way for the public to participate within that within that world um, without it being uh, it doesn't seem like there's a way to for the for the chair to recognize something and turn their mic on and allow them to speak. But, but the platform it's, free, again? it's free, and so long as you got a Google account, everybody's got it on their computer already. So it's oh, it's just there. Oh, the Google um, product. Yeah, Google Google Meet. It's it's part of it's part of uh, Google Hangouts. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the the, the um, conferencing or professionally part of that. Affordable but limiting, perhaps. I, I know the the. There again, the only limit that I saw that I have not seen in the other platforms so far is not being able to uh, uh, do a hand raise thing or have somebody participate, be kind of a silent participant that that, that where they can be shut out. You can stream it also directly from it, mm -hmm. um, or that's where people can participate and watch. But I don't I haven't found a way for the public to be able to have a um, kind of a metered. Um, participation where they can say at this moment you can talk that may be there just haven't dug it to find it yet I was, I was i was pretty skeptical when they said they wanted to use that and after i tried it was more impressed than I expected to be it sounds like uh, again i haven't watched the golden valley meeting yet but on the call we had yesterday they said that it seemed to work very well that they had their mayor and their city clerk with the um you know the webex platform in front of them and they had all participants muted and they had practiced a little bit ahead of time and the city clerk and the mayor would unmute um, the next speaker and so that's how they kind of kept their audio under control and um they said with a little bit of practice too bad and then again, I guess the public could call in and their tiles would show up on the screen. It, the default was that they'd be muted and then the mayor could say, oh, I see we have a caller here with the last three numbers, 271 in your number. I'm gonna, I'm gonna unmute you now. And then that person could talk. Um, this is Eric again from Coon Rapids. Josh was mentioning too that most of the uh, meeting softwares have a chat feature. And so that could be an option where if everybody's muted and then uh, you could still allow the chat going on the side to notify the city clerk or the mayor that, hey, I have, I would like to respond to, you know, um, council member X, Y, or Z's uh, comments or, you know, things like that where they could kind of monitor through the chat to on the side. Plus it's downloadable. So you could have like a record of that just in case. I know cities like to have a record of everything, so. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, I'm sure there's a multitude of platforms. The, the only other one that um, is kind of in our orbit right now is the city of Woodbury's um, would like to utilize Teams, Microsoft Teams. Uh, we're gonna, they had a meeting last night, but it was 
business as usual with everyone in the room. Um, but next week, uh, we're going to be testing the Teams product, which I heard is essentially Skype um, after Microsoft bought Skype and have rebranded it into their Teams suite. Um, I've heard some uh, not so good things about Skype in terms of bandwidth. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Anyone else using Teams out there? Marcus. Marcus. There's been quite a few Skype calls that have crashed this week. Has anyone else been hearing that? Mark, this is Mike and, and Egan. We have been testing. We tried Teams and we tried WebEx. And we're probably going towards WebEx just mainly because the way it formats on the screen. WebEx, uh, Teams just kind of is flaky. And after a couple people, you end up with icons instead of actually seeing the video. So that and a few other, you know, just cosmetic things are the reason that we're probably going to go to WebEx. Hmm. Good to know. Thank you. And this is Pat Cook. I'd like to, we had a, a staff meeting this morning and an interesting, let's relate an interesting anecdote is that I use Zoom to populate my calendar in other people's calendars of the meetings, which Google, because I was using Google Calendar, actually put in a Google uh, uh, Meets there as well because it said, oh, you're all meeting. Maybe you're going to meet this way. And we ended up with half the staff on Google and half the staff on Zoom. So it was a, a good practice to realize how you have to be very careful on how, how you format the invitation. Um, but then related to that is we did most of the meeting with the Google Meets, and then we moved over to Zoom. And I did like the... Um, video quality of the uh, Zoom better than the Google Meets, although I did like the captioning ability of uh, the Google Meets. So that's just my experience from, um, from using those two. Hey, Pat, are you aware that each, uh, for, for both the output and for each individual participant on their camera, that, that Google has a, a setting that you can, you can set the, uh, the quality of the video? I wasn't, so that's good to know. I'll have to look at that. Yeah, I think it comes defaulted at three three uh, three twenty i. Um, so that's going to be if you've got the firepower uh, in the computer and uh, and the bandwidth, you can step up both the output and the input quality. And it is also I was pretty surprised for those who don't have closed captioning. It does it does provide open captioning that you can click on, and you know especially with people being a little less clear and so much going on. Uh, it was a surprisingly good uh, um, captioning that it it did. It's just, you just click it on, and there it is. And there are there are multiple. I'm not sure about the other the other platforms, but there are like three or four different in uh, Google Meet. Three or four different screen options that you can have, um, including being able to choose if if you as you know, the, the TV person want to choose who is who is live at a given time. You just click on their thing, and it fills the screen with them. So that too. Thanks, Tom. That's good information. Okay, any other questions on the platforms? Are there any um, um, are there any centers there that may not have technical staff on hand to help out? Um, 
And maybe, are you working with your city IT? Like I'll, I'll pick on uh, my friend, Stephen, down in New Ulm. Stephen, how are things going in New Ulm? Uh, good, yeah, we were working with the city IT. Uh, we have plans for, uh, you know, uh, just having a conference phone in the room for uh, commissioners who, are, who can't be there. Um, we don't have any plans in terms of using any of these software uh, options, but I can bring that up to to our IT director. Um, yeah, these are really great ideas. So, thanks, Stephen. How about you, Mike and Hastings? Yes. Hi, Mark. Hello, everybody. How's it going? Um, we are planning to try out Zoom next week. Um, my technical director, Kurt Radke, is also in this uh, call, so he's been doing a ton of research on that. Um, but the city has basically put us in charge of uh, preparing for next week to, uh, to implement Zoom. So, Kurt, I don't know if there's anything you want to add, but that is our plan at this point. Um, not really. I think most people already talked about a lot of the features it has, and this seems very intuitive to you. It's, Right now, it's more figuring out who is actually going to control hosting the meetings. Um, I think that's our next line of discussion uh, is on how we all coordinate together. Yeah, what worked for us is hosting it at the council chamber ourselves from the, we chose the presenter podium as the host. Um, of course, if, um, your city hall is completely shut down. That pr propose, proposes an, a difficulty. <laughs> um, currently, we're still able to get into the building. Um, yeah, we should have access to the building regardless. But um, um, I just know the city already proposed they want control to be able to choose and um, moderate how the public is participating to uh, whatever extent that means. But um, yeah, so it'll, it'll just be, I think, yeah. some communicating and figuring out then how do we line this up with our goal of getting this onto television and streaming it, you know, where we need to. Lonnie, how did we mon monitor the public? Who, who, did, who was responsible for that? Um, actually, Cottage Grove's IT department did that. They were there. They monitored it. So they were watching to make sure nobody did anything they shouldn't do. Great, thank you. I would put that in charge of the cities. That way they can make that decision. You're not making it for them. Yeah, that seems like that might cause some problems if we are the ones deciding. I would think so. And I don't want that responsibility. I got enough problems. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> I know it seems pretty basic, but we are um, continuing to remind all of our different communications and technology folks at the cities and the county and the different levels that we work with that you know we have 18 or 19,000 cable subscribers in our seven city area. And if they go with strictly just online or just um, Facebook Live or some other platform like that, this is a slice of their population that they would be leaving out if they don't keep um, feeding everything to the cable, basic cable channels. So 
because uh, we were surprised to find out, you know, that one of our cities was thinking they would just do a uh, a uh, WebEx or Zoom type conference call and skip the cable TV. Of course, once the mayor heard that, he was like, "Oh no, we won't be skipping the cable TV." But it's worth it to keep. Um, educating people if you're working with new folks who haven't worked with you before. Wanted to check in with any communications uh, department uh, staff that may be on the call. Um, anyone from communications departments that would like to share any other experience or challenges? Uh, this is Dan Carpenter and Adina. Hi, Dan. Hey, I just wanted to add quickly in terms of, you know, public participation here in Adina, we're keeping it very simple. Um, they're breaking out public comment um, from the agenda items to the next meetings, allowing for two weeks for email comments, which should be read at the next meeting. So they're just going with a very simple solution to that. Can you can you uh, restate that again, just so we can grasp that? Yes, sure, absolutely. So I know there was a lot of discussion about how the public can participate in these meetings. Uh, what the city council uh, has decided to do is to basically say we're accepting public comment at this email address and then those comments will be read at the next meeting and so no action would be taken on that item until of course after that so it kind of extends the process but it still allows for people to uh, get their comments in. So I just wanted to add that that was the way we're going over here in Adina. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. FS1 router, which has Studio A into that monitor right now. I don't care about that. Our, uh, our attorney, uh, Bradley Law, held a webinar yesterday that was a great resource regarding public participation and, and open meeting laws um, here in Minnesota. And so, um, uh, you know, as we create a resource center here at MACTA, uh, we'll include those things. Um, we're gonna be opening up a discussion board we, we have already um, on our website. Um, you know, it's our intent to continue this a call over the crisis period and also offer additional resources to you um, at no cost during this time. Um, if there's uh, any other comments or questions, I think um, we'll be able to, I'll be able to give 10 minutes of your time back. Uh, quick comment. Um, just want to make sure people saw the resource. Uh, I'm not sure that all of you are connected on that. That Pat, Pat Cook put up for uh, for those who are in the Prisma system to be able to, to share resources as well. Pat, do you want to speak to that? Sure. We we put a folder up um, called COVID nineteen in the password, and the username are all COVID nineteen. They can be shared with anyone you want. 
Um, you do need an FTP client. Um, so like FileZilla or Fetch, I always tell people you can't just go to it with, uh, with a web browser. Um, but um, people have been putting um, stuff in there. Um, we were just notified that uh, Steve at Spin put up a Spanish version of Almanac, I think, something like that. Um, so that information um, is out there. If you need me to resend it, let me know. But it's just uh, um, available to anybody anywhere. Um, as long as you have a login in the site, you can um, download stuff or upload stuff. Is that content you're curating there at, at your site? Um, it's content that people are sharing. I'm not really curating it. So I'm hosting it, I should say. Yeah, yeah we're hosting it. So um, I'll put the I'll put um, I'll send the information again. I'll stick it in the chat, which I think might come through. Um, if people look at the end of it too, um, but be aware that it's a it's FTP dot Prisma Interconnect dot com. Um, so the FTP at the beginning is not really a protocol. It's just part of the name. Um, but if people want to look at that, they can. Um, Thanks, Pat. Before we go, I, I know um, I saw that Kevin Wright from Chaska um, was on the call. PIO there. I just wanted to ask you, Kevin, if you, I thought you might have wanted to weigh in earlier. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say um, from a city perspective, what we're doing um, is we're actually trying to take some of the action items that may draw a bigger crowd and spread them out over the next few meetings so that we don't have as many people coming for three different items in one meeting and then kind of doing it in three different meetings. We've also, we, we, I guess in a way, we kind of have a luxury of having an event center that's just a few blocks away from our city hall. So um, that is now closed um, due to the guidelines from the state, but we can hold our city council meeting over there and allow for the social distancing necessary uh, to have the council in there as well as the crowd. So we're working on that for our next meeting, which will be in two Mondays and um, using like our sling studio operation there. And then trying to, what we're trying to figure out is how to connect it back into, to get it onto our cable station as that is a, a, a big, or a population that we want to make sure we can see it on our cable station as well. Hey, Mark, this is Mike and Egan. I just wanted to pitch an idea that we're working on um, because we know so many people are isolated or they've isolated their staff and so suddenly it becomes really hard to produce stuff. Uh, we're looking at, we've sent our Sling Studio out of our building to one of our producers' homes and we are looking at actually using that to very much like you've talked about here with the council meetings to gather people to talk about something and turn that into either a live stream or a broadcast that we edit. So we're using this, uh, you know, WebEx or Teams as a news gathering tool, at least that's the intention. So that's the idea we're working on and I'll let you know if we have any success with it. Wow, that's really cool. That's a great idea. I know. Hey, Mark. Yeah. Mark. Mike Johnson here. I just want to, I, I, it sounds like we're getting north, near the end of the bill uh, to the meeting here, but I just want to 
challenge all of us. We're, we're obviously in unprecedented times, and Dave Kaiser and I talk about this a lot. You know, we're, this is our time to shine, at least the best we can. And, um, you know, we're receiving uh, record numbers of hits on our website. I think over the last couple of days we've, we've been getting over 10,000 uh, hits on our website. And, um, you know, I, it, this is our time to get information out. And it's going to be difficult, of course, but we have people, you know, just, even just writing, if you can't even do video, um, what, I'm, what I want to tell you is even if you just just put up printed information and get it disseminated out there and uh, people are, you've got, you've got a lot of eyeballs who are going to be staying at home. So look how your channels might be programmed. Look what kind of information you can share. I know a lot of you on this call are already, you know, making content, but it really does boil down. So beyond the meetings, it boils down to content and what we can deliver. So now is the time to let our public officials know that, you know, we're relevant and, and we, we can make a difference in, these, in, in our communities. And that's exactly what we're trying to do. So um, I just wanted to make that little comment and I'll shut up now. <laughs> well said, yes. Hey, Mark, this is Ann from SWCTC. Long time no see. Hey, Ann. <laughs> See, I just had a follow-up question to that. Does anybody have any um, production ideas right now? Because our production has, you know, kind of stopped with the cities aren't requesting videos at, at the moment. Is anybody doing anything that they could share? Uh, I'm, I've got something. Uh, I'm working with the local community theater. They're going to be producing videos for us on their own. I, I gave them a, a guideline on how to use their phones, and they're producing content. Uh, reading stories. Oh, oh very cool. cool. Yeah. I can give you um, one other example. One of our Congress members is doing a lot of telephone conferences. Um, she's doing like kind of like town hall meetings, but all the public members can call in on the phone. She did one on Monday. She's doing another one today, and then she's doing some version of that on Saturday. So we're taking the audio from the from the telephone event, and then we're putting up some slides that are rotating on the screen with a picture of her, pictures of her guests, COVID-19 graphics, and so on. And we're just letting the graphics rotate while they're doing the audio call. And um, so that's another way of just getting more relevant, new, fresh public info with health officials and education officials and others talking uh, about it and also letting our um, person, our Congress member uh, experience that we are helping her to distribute her information. We're very happy that uh, Town Square is sharing that with ETV, so. Yes, and anyone else who wants it, let us know if there's a way that we can feed it to you, we will. Awesome. Thanks, Jody. Yeah, and we're we're actually in Chaska. We're working with our community center to uh, tape different types of workout classes that are typically attended um, and then put that out on some of our channels as well. Nice. Yeah, gathering content. Yeah. This this is Eric at Coon Rapids. I mentioned this uh, on the call earlier this week on Tuesday, um, but I'll mention it again quick um, because we've gotten really good feedback, actually overwhelmed on Facebook, on 
doing classic sports, um, a lot of stuff from 2000 all the way up to instant classics from only a month ago. We started running those today and digging through old file tapes and converting and actually uploading them to YouTube, but uh, stuff that was four by three uh, back in, like I said, late 90s, 2000, uh, all the way through today. So we're scheduling those out. Everybody's, you know, pushing requests to us. So, um, you know, regurgitating old content, I guess. And uh, the, one of the nice things, we didn't have to go through, obviously, if you're playing it on your cable channels and there's old commercials, which are kind of comical, uh, or old public service announcements and promos. But uh, with Tightrope, we were able to do a little key overlay on the playback and, and assign that right in the video file so nobody had to, you know, re-edit to lay the bug down. Uh, so it it has, you know, uh, CTN Classic and the date uh, of the event. I can see the grainy VHS footage now. <laughs> uh, this is Tom Ringle in Bloomington. We're uh, we're working on rolling out something very similar to that. Um, and uh, a little twist on that is what we're talking about doing is as people uh, ask for to we we can you know we've got archives going back to you know I think our oldest thing is from 1973, um, and uh, and we do get a, a fair amount of interest in that, but. Uh, we're allowing people to submit a video requesting the one they want and, and, and doing a little bit of uh, reminiscing, you know, ah, back in uh, 93 when I was in the state tournament, blah, 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 and talk about the team and themselves. And then we play that and then the, and then the video afterwards, you know, a fresh take on it. Nice. Tom, Tom, we didn't actually ask for that, but we got it with those requests. Oh, that's great. Well, well, yes, we're getting near the end here. It's just about four o'clock. Again, I wanna thank everyone. Really appreciate you taking the time to be here today. Um, now's the time that requires the best from us. So um, as Mike Johnson said, now's our time. Um, again, we've, we're gonna, we've started the resource center on the MACTA website, and I wanna continue these, offer these calls to, to our community here to keep us up to date and share our, our experiences and, and resources um, as we work through this crisis. Thank you so much. Um, and we'll be in touch. Good luck out there. Thank you, Mark, for organizing the call. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Dave.